Well, hello there. How's it going? Welcome. Welcome back. Or if it's your first time, welcome. How are you? Ask yourself, how are things? I'm good. It's, it's quite crazy at the moment. I've never seen the world like this in my life. It's, it's quite daunting, this whole corona fever. Absolutely, I just did a shop in Tesco just to be ready. I didn't panic buy, just bought the essentials. I can understand why people are panic buying, you know? They freak out. Oh my god, what if, like, someone at work today was saying A lockdown, you'd literally be imprisoned in your house And if you came out, the army would arrest you That's, yeah, that's Of course you're gonna panic Of course you're gonna panic buy Buy, I just don't get the toilet paper Why is everyone buying toilet paper? It's not a virus that makes you shit yourself, you know It's not diarrhea virus I mean, don't get me wrong, I know what it would... I don't know. That's wrong of me. I don't know. Because I've never been in this situation. I was going to say, I, I know what it's like to be out of toilet paper. I know what it's like, but I'm not in the sense of like, oh crap, we're going to be out of toilet paper for two weeks, three months. Um, you sometimes just have to improvise, you know? Um, but yeah, I know, that panic is quite understandable. I just don't get why people keep buying bread. Stock up on bread and milk. Those things go off. You know, bread lasts five days. I haven't bought a, a full loaf of bread in about five years. Because every time I did, they just go off. I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah, no. No, no. I bought bagels. Because I looked at the date and it was like, 2nd of April. I was like, right. That'll, that'll last. That'll last about two weeks. But no, it is quite crazy. Everyone's really tense. Everyone's washing their hands. Which is good. That's exactly what we need to do. Um, yeah, like, uh, I feel p pubs and clubs, it's just been announced in Ireland, they're the next to go. I have to admit, I was out in a pub on Thursday. And it said... 100 people maximum. That's the capacity. So I was like, okay, cool. So we went out, and then one of my, my mates smoked. So we went out. I thought I'd go to humor him so he doesn't have a lonely cigarette or get abducted. You never know. You never know. And as we were outside, the bouncer knew, okay, we're in, we're, we're in the club. We're in the pub. We're customers now. About three lads rock up and like, hey, man, can we get in? And he's like, no, sorry. Point at the sign. Can't. We're full up. 100 people. They're like, okay. We're like, fair enough. He's doing his job. Good bouncer. Fair. Fair. About two minutes later, four girls came along. Hey, can we get in to the pub? He's like, yeah, of course, ladies. Opens the door. We're like, hey. And he's like, hey, what can I do? That's the way clubs work. It's like, yeah, fair. Fair enough, man. You're just doing your job. You know? Do you have any girls with you? No. Get out. Get out of here. Beat it. Too many boys. I know, it's going crazy. I feel like as well at work, like... Like... God, I keep saying like. Like, man. All right. Like... You're just afraid of people wearing the masks. Afraid of anyone who's sneezing or coughing. 
Like I found myself the other day, I needed to sneeze. And I'm also a very loud sneezer as well. I'm quite dramatic. I think my family always have been. We're loud sneezers. When I sneeze, it's a Achoo! You know, it sounds like if Zeus was to sneeze, it's a big lightning of a sneeze, you know. He brings the thunder down from the heavens. It's a it's like a roar. Achoo! You know, I was never one of these people you'd usually see. I remember just them in school, and they'd need to sneeze. Like that cute girl in class, who was just good at maths, and she'd be there like... She just holds it in. Nah. Nah, I can't do it. Sorry, I've tried. I'd be afraid I'd blow a blood vessel or something in my face. Be dead. And they say the reason why you sneeze is because your body's trying to get rid of the germs for the first few days until your body gets hacked by the germs and then the germs try to, to spread themselves to other bodies, you know? Dreadful. Clever. Clever germs. So yeah, it is getting pretty crazy. I think in the next week people will get really hygiene crazy and what will happen is, just like in Monsters, Inc. You know, do you remember the scene with Georgie, the orange and yellow furry monster. And he comes out of one of those magical doors and he's like, Wanna roll there, Charlie? Keep him coming. And then it's revealed to how he has a, a poisonous sock. Because the kids are poisonous and toxic. They're like radioactive. And he's got one on his back. I don't know how that got there. Did he lie on the floor? I don't know, but it's on his back anyway. And then they, they go, Oh my God! And everyone's just freaking out. What's the code they call? 20, oh, it's a 2319. That was like the code they had. They pressed the button. The lads in the, the body suits come in. They're all covered up. They, they just tackle them to the ground. They pin them down. They get the sock. They explode it. They give, they give them a bath and they shave them. That's, I think that's what happens. Like, I, so at work, I, I couldn't help myself. I saw so I sneeze in the end. Sneeze into my... My elbow, because that's the way they say you should do it. It's like a dab. Every time I sneeze now, I go, whoosh, dab. Sneeze into my elbow, everyone just looks at me. The lads in the suit come, take me away, bring me into a room, give me a beating, just for being unhealthy, shave my head, give me a shower, and now I'm bald. No, I'm only messing. I, I still have the fringe, don't worry, don't worry. But I'm still at work. I'm not, I don't get two weeks off. That's not happening for me, and... Part of me, I'm I'm happy that's the case because I I don't want to I don't want to stay home for two weeks. I really hope we don't go into quarantine. Uh, I'm still at work at the moment, and the truth is, it's because my house is a bit of a shithole. Right, I live in a a flat that hasn't been looked after in about twelve years. The landlord hasn't changed. The cooker just goes on like you can't change it. You can't set a temperature. It just goes hot, cold, on, off, right? There's only cold water. Um, the washing machine, there's no water pressure. So you have to like put a tube down it and connect it to the top. Um, it's cold. 
And I think the worst crime of all is the toilet's flush is quite weak. That's that is scary, right? That is pretty. So yeah, the landlord gives us no love. And to be honest, the housemate's pretty annoying, right? I'm in my room right now. I've just sneaked into the wardrobe to tell you the goss, okay? He's a bit weird, right? He just talks a lot. Like, I'll be having breakfast or... No, well, no, I'll be having dinner because I'd say breakfast, but he doesn't get up till noon. I'll be having dinner and he just comes in and he just doesn't let me talk. He just talks and talks and talks and talks. He just, as I'm having my fajitas or whatever I'm having for dinner, he just monologues. Like, he does his own stand-up show, but there's no jokes. His structure's everywhere. Punchlines are are crap. They're non-existent. Um, he's just one of those people that just talks and talks and just doesn't let you talk. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're saying, Jack... You were so hypocritical because you've started a podcast. Yes, I have. But I let other people talk. And I will have guests on this podcast soon. I'm working on it at the moment. No one's got back to me. But yeah, I... It's just too much. Too... You know when someone's in your face just talking at you? He's, he's kind of like... Who was that father? Who was that... Who was the priest from Father Ted? Who just keeps talking and talking and talking and talking. He's like him. Chew in your face. So I think after 14 days of being in quarantine with this man, I would... Well, I don't think I'd last 14 days. I think what would happen is, maybe after day three, you'd just see me running outside naked, going, I can't take it anymore! Just start licking the lampposts and licking the traffic lights. Ah, Give me the virus! Give me it! I would rather have the virus than take this torture! The army get involved. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, they arrest me. They put me in jail then till the end of the quarantine. I'm like, this is much better. Company's much better here. Yeah, I feel like that's what's going to happen. So, my girlfriend and I went to see a Shakespeare play in the Globe the other day. Um, I know what you're thinking. Like, why did you bring your girlfriend to see a Shakespeare play? Because she's cultured. She's a cultured gal. You know? I know English is her second language. But... She likes Shakespeare. She likes how difficult and old the English is. Yeah, yeah. So if you think, oh God, Shakespeare's tough, imagine if <laughs> you're relearning other English. And we went to see The Taming of the Shrew, which, if you don't know, is about the taming of the shrew, the, the breaking. And the training of the emo girl. That's the updated title. Yeah, it's its one of Shakespeare's most sexist plays. This one hasn't dated well. Me Too should have been all over that shit. Yeah, it's... Um, Alright, here's the plot. So basically, you've got this father, and he has two daughters. His youngest is beautiful. And she's polite. All the men want her. Then his eldest is moody. She says it how it is. She's got a bit of attitude on her. And all the boys are like, oh, no. Don't like how harsh this girl is. If anything, it's exactly what they needed. 
So they call her the shrew. Yeah, she's got teeth. She bites, boys, she bites. And the father, if anything, it's the father's fault because he says to the youngest daughter, you can't get married until your older sister gets married. And she's like, but I've got so many sutures. I want to get married. And he's like, no, that's not the way we do it in this family. So the fella who wants to marry the youngest daughter comes up with a plan. So he goes to this weirdo's house, this really strange guy, and says, do you want to get married? We've got a woman for you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, grand. Brilliant. So he meets her, he meets her at one stage and he just they have a funny they have a funny conversation. He's trying to woo her. She's giving him all. She is ripping into him. He's like, nah, ha 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 ha. You and I are gonna get married. And he, she's like, oh, great. Because that's what they did in those days. They just you just married anybody. You got married when you were like sixteen. Still going through puberty, but I'm married. I can't can't drink at the pub, but I'm I've got a ring on this finger. So when the wedding is just about to start, he this man turns up and he's basically in this like really weird costume. I went to see a production of it in the Globe in 2016 with Sean Fox. Sean, if you don't know who Sean Fox is, he is a up and coming Irish actor. He was in um, what was that show up with the guards? Can't remember. Anyway, he was in that. He played a Gert. Um, Leithrum man as well. I have the grace to know Sean. I don't think he knows me too well. If I saw him on the street, I could say hello, but he'd be like, oh, hey, man. <laughs> Not sure if he likes me. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'll make him like me. I'll bring him on this podcast and pay him with exposure. His agent will be begging for the opportunity. He doesn't have to talk. I can I can monologue to him. Anyway. So, yeah, he turns up in this really weird costume. And the father's like, that's a bit strange for your wedding gown. Anyway, they marry, they get married. And then as soon as they're married, the groom freaks out. Let's call him the crazy groom. He does this big monologue of how he owns her now. And he's like, ah, she is mine. She is like my house, my cow, my ass. She's mine. And if any man wants to to take me on, I'll rise to the challenge. I swear to God, these are I'm I'm obviously I'm I'm you know, I'm translating, but he just says that my ass. My donkey, he means. So he takes her, and then all of a sudden he starts trying to tame her. This emo goth, sassy goth. He starts shouting at her, comes in, where's my slippers, where's my water? She's like, I don't know. We've just got your gaff, mate. I've just moved in. And he starts saying, what he starts doing is he starts contradicting himself. He'll say, Kate, what color is the moon? And she's like, oh, it's blue. And he's like, "Uh, wrong, it's yellow. And he's like, oh, she's like, okay, right. It's yellow. And he's like, no, it's blue. It's kind of like a really... Shakespearean abusive episode of EastEnders. Drama's going down. But the play gets very sexist at the end because Kate does a monologue about how women could be stronger. and That's when the play is sexist, I believe. It's, it's very dated. When I went to see the 2016 version, 
they did it ironically. Like, she does it in his face. Like, oh, yeah, women could be stronger than men. Ha! And it worked so well. But, so we saw this production. We paid about £9 for seats. And it wasn't in the Globe. It was upstairs in the Sam, Sam Wanamaker Theatre. So we paid nine quid, and as we go in, I realised that they're not seats, we're standing. So I'm like, oh great, doing that for two and a half hours. But I just felt the play was very flat. All the actors felt like they were reading their lines, they weren't expressing or, or acting. So the last monologue was just kind of talked. She didn't, she just kind of talked the words. I mean, the shrew herself wasn't anyway sassy. She was a very nice girl, if anything, always smiling. Even when he was shouting at her, she's laughing away like, Ha ha, my lord! I don't know where your slippers are! You know, she, in, in times where she should be afraid and we should feel for, for her, she was having a ball, somehow. You know? So that was the Shakespeare play it's kind of like the merchant of venice because the merchant of venice the villain is shylock and he's a jew and i mean looking back on that now you're like oh that's not very politically correct shakespeare i think back in the day like the queen or something they were all protestants bit of history for you but uh i know and that oh, we also went to see that on international women's day shakespeare's a tough one because Shakespeare is kind of like a nice meal. If it's prepared right, it's amazing. But if it's overdone, or if it's not cooked enough, it's crap. It's flat. You know, and this is why I feel in England, they've got a big understanding of Shakespeare because it's done very well. Especially in schools. They bring them out to the shows. They they just go, look, this is some good English right here. Shakespeare's very good. Full of characters, full of emotions. He loves sex and death. That's his two biggest topics, which everyone loves. Like, they're very universal. But I find the problem is, here in, in Ireland, the English teachers, they're not actors. They don't perform or they don't make it exciting it's such a chore like I when I was in junior cert I did the Merchant of Venice and my teacher was quite strict they sucked the fun out of these Shakespeare plays you know because it's school school isn't meant to be fun you're not supposed to be having fun when you're learning I had this teacher called Miss Walsh an English teacher she was very strict Miss Walsh um, had her classroom at the top of the school, I remember. Classroom two. And um, she was very grand. She's medium height. Had a bit of a big nose, so people used to call her the crow. You'd always hear her stamping up the, the stairs. You could hear her a mile away. And sometimes as she was coming up, people would be like, Gah! Gah! She, she kind of caught on that this was her nickname. So she'd be like, who said that? Who said it? She had a tendency to send people to the library, if you're bold. 
So she, she also had a high chair as well. So she'd sit up on this high chair looking across the class. This woman was about in her 60s. Aoife, will you please read out, read out your answer, please? Oh, miss, I uh, left my copy uh, in my locker. Okay, for library. Colin, turn around, please. Okay, Colin, library. Jack, stop talking. Library. Became a catchphrase. Yeah, but we did uh, Merchant of Venice. It was okay. It was tough. It was tough to understand, you know. Imagine doing Star Wars in school, but instead of it being performed, they're just talking about it. Luke, I am your father. Now, what do you think that means? That's it's boring. Star Wars is to be enjoyed. You know, so then I had the grace in Leavencert. I had a great teacher called Mr. Conway, and he was involved in the musical society, so he was an actor, and he's a singer as well. He's a very good singer. He sang Hamlet to us. To be or not to be, you mean a lot to me. No, he didn't. He, he performed it with grace. He was very good. And he just made it a bit more animated. Hamlet was, Hamlet's great. Hamlet's a great play. It's about revenge. Macbeth is brilliant as well. It's another Leave and Search favourite. Macbeth is great. It's all about death. Macbeth is like if you wanted a part, but your friend got it, so you murdered him, and then you got the part. But then you were afraid that everybody would know that you murdered him, so you murdered them. That's all Macbeth is about, murder. Just keep murder after murder after murder. The hardest one is King Lear. That's a toughie. Because King Lear can be quite quite boring. You've done wrong. I had the grace of seeing Ian McKellen do King Lear recently. About maybe a year and a half ago. It was very good. It was very, very good. He was really funny. He was a bit mad. Like at one stage near the end of the play, he's in a vest and some suit trousers. And they're like, my lord, you're still alive. He comes on with these branches, pretending they're a gun. And then he's got some daffodils. And he's, in this scene, he starts giving people things like money. But he's, he's giving them daffodils. So he's like, "You, thou art a good soldier. Take this token of gratitude. A ducat should feed the wife and kids. And the man's like, thank you, my lord. What an honor. And he's looking at the flower like, what the hell? And then he, Ian goes, mm, the little mouse, here's some cheese for your troubles. Gives the mouse flour. What's the mouse going to do with that? Nothing. Maybe, well, I mean, he could take it home to his wife and kids. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Shakespeare done bad is a no-no. And I feel like a lot of people have such bad experiences. They're, they're like, no, no way. No. I hate him. He's a dick. Shakespeare's a dick. Because once he's done right, he's amazing. Like look, look at Romeo and Juliet, for example. I I was in a production of that once, and I'd like to think we did a very good job. And that was that is hilarious. Romeo and Juliet is such a such a it's almost like Greece. Romeo's Danny, Juliet's Sandy. Less singing involved. There's even my favorite. Scene, scene two, I think it is. Romeo is obsessed with Rosaline. He hasn't even seen Juliet yet. He doesn't even know of her. And he's like, oh, Rosaline, Rosaline. Love Rosaline so much. 
I mean, Kyushu is trying to get him to go to Juliet's party because he's an extra ticket. And he says, the best quote of the play, I will make your swan look like a crow. and he, Which basically means, mate, I'll make your bird, your stunner, look like a minger. It's brilliant. It's all lad talk. The amount of vagina references in that play is uncanny. I used to have a book and it, it was like, vagina reference, little star beside the references. Yet another vagina reference. And then it's like, another v- vagina reference. Unamused face. It's fantastic. Fantastic. In other news, the Mormons are coming to Dublin. No, not the actual Mormons. The Book of Mormon, the uh, musical. The guys who wrote South Park, their musical is coming to Dublin for the first time. I had the grace. I keep saying that. I had the grace. That sounds so elegant. Your grace. What's that from? Game of Thrones? Excellent, your grace. I had the grace of seeing it when it came out in London. I was there for its opening weekend. Front row seats. I uh, I knew a guy. I knew a man. He had some spare tickets. It's very funny. It's very good. It's not BC, guys. Kind of like this podcast. I mean, anyone who writes South Park, you know they're not going to be PC. But it's very political. It's very eye-opening about like the troubles. Not the troubles, but I mean the troubles in Uganda. Some of the stuff going on, you're like, oh, right, that's... Terrible. Yeah. Dreadful. Oh my god, and the music is hilarious. Some of the songs. YouTube, I Believe. That's like their best song. It's about one of the Mormons, the main guy, doubting his faith. I think there's like a clip of the Tony, so you can even watch. Watch on YouTube. He's doubting his faith, and in the monologue, or sorry, in the song, he realizes what he has to do, he has to step up, he has got to be the best Mormon there is. So he marches into one of the camps to confront the the general. Hilarious. Very good. Like, I think it's very topical at the moment, especially in Ireland, you know, people are moving away from the Catholic Church. It's funny to see other religions coming in, like Mormons. I've seen Mormons in Dublin, on O'Connell Street. I want to sing the Muck of Mormon to them. I believe... That Satan has a hold of you. They probably get that all the time. They've probably seen the musical just to just to see what everyone's saying about them. I didn't know anything about Mormons either. I was like, oh, right, okay. They're basically like door-to-door salespeople. They ring your doorbell, knock on your door, try to convert you, sell you this book, the Book of Mormon. It's the third chapter to the Bible. So it's just like the Catholic religion... But there's a part three. Ooh la la. Yeah, and you know, even like Scientology is coming to Ireland. But I feel like we've just, as a people, kind of like said no to religion. We've had religion stuffed down our throats since the Irish culture began. So we kind of need a bit of a break before we start committing. So if anything, I feel like it's the worst time to start setting up Scientology and Mormons, you know, we're like, oh, I just want a break. 
give me a break. Let me be atheist for a bit. Right, I need I need some soul searching. Cause it's it's too it's too it got too intense at one stage. This whole Catholic Church. Give me two seconds. Just let me catch my breath. For the first time ever, Irish people are, are being themselves, you know? Without the weight of the church judging them. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say they should make a Book of Mormon about the Catholic Church, but I feel like they've they've done that to death. Father Ted, for example. That is the Book of Mormon for the Catholic Church. Hilarious. Very good. Father Ted. I know, they're actually making a musical of that as well. So, we're in luck. We'll see that soon. But yeah, definitely. It's going to be on the Borgosh Theatre, Book of Mormon, on, I think, sometime in December. Next December, so you can buy book, you can book tickets now. Highly recommend it. Borgosh are not sponsoring me. This is me going out of my way, especially if you love South Park and if you love musicals. This could be the musical for you. Yeah. I kind of have a love-hate relationship. Oh, my God. I kind of have a love-hate relationship with musicals because I really like them. But the acting isn't the best. But also, I want, I'd love to be in them, but I can't dance or sing. I'd love to be in a musical. Like Jersey Boys. But, fortunately, these lungs weren't made for singing. Weren't made for dancing, these legs. They were just made for talking. Shit. Jack Mack chats. Shite. So next up, we have a very special guest. I'm very excited to have him on the podcast. Yes, it's the real him. It's not me in my room doing silly voices. This is... This is him, okay? So, put your hands together for Winnie the Pooh. Winnie, thank you for coming in to the show. No problem, Jack. Thank you for having me. Let's get straight into it. Christopher Robin. Now, I know it came out about maybe a year and a half ago, but still, one of my favourites. Of yours, I mean. Um, Can you tell us a bit about that film? Like, to be honest, it really hit home for me. Like, it was... I felt like I was the young Christopher Robin in the first 10 minutes. Like, I was nearly crying. I'm glad. That's exactly what we set out to do. Uh, tell a very emotional story that would really hit home for a lot of the Winnie Taboo fans back in the 90s. Well, it definitely hit home for me. Um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. And, like, the film itself has been a box office smash. It's, I think it's tripled. It's budget. Yes, that's been ever so good. To be honest, here in the Hundred Acre Wood, we were very concerned because it wasn't going to Netflix. Um, I mean, Eeyore was telling me nobody goes to the cinema anymore, so we were very worried. But thank God our true fans came out and decided they'd support us. Before we start, Jack, um, can I ask, do you have any honey? No, I don't have any honey, unfortunately. Oh, bother. Okay, never mind. We, we can get you some later. No, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. 
I hear Eeyore was difficult on set. Is that true? Hmm, yes. Eeyore, he's very particular about his craft and his his performances. Um, Eeyore, to be frank, is a method actor. He likes to get into the role, get into character. Um, like his biggest influence is Marlon Brando. Um, and I could see he brought a lot of Brando to the role of Eeyore. He really channeled a depressed donkey. Um, he was very critical. I'd say Eeyore, that was beautiful, that scene. But Eeyore was having none of it. He'd be like, well, there's, it could be better. And um, I think it was just because he was so deep in the role, you know. He was really feeling the emotion, but um, it, it was tough at times. Tell me about Tigger, because I heard rumours that Tigger was kind of like a hellraiser on set. Is that true? Mm, think, think, think. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Okay, like he wasn't turning up for for set, or or sometimes he'd, he'd come rocking up hungover. Yes, it's true. Tigger would go on benders that would last for days. Um, it it was very unprofessional. And and do you think he he was on something? Um, I'm I'm not at liberty to say. So do you think he was on something like a substance illegal substance maybe? Um, no, not illegal. Nothing you couldn't get from a Tesco or a, or over the counter. Well, I've heard that he was on Coke, to be frank. No, not Coca-Cola. There's too much sugar. It would kill Tigger. It he would bounce to death. No, uh, Tigger was addicted to coffee. He just loves caffeine. Um, he could he could have about twenty cups. Um, I mean. Don't get me wrong, Tigger before coffee is very different. If anything, Tigger before coffee is not a good Tigger. He's not very nice, he's very grumpy. He's very rabid, actually. But uh, when he has his first cup, he's, he's the Tigger you know and love. But he would go crazy. He would go out to nightclubs and just bounce all night. Um, Pick up some other Tiggers. Some female tiggers, and he just rock up hungover. Tell me all the crazy stories. Sure, even sometimes I could hear him next door. He'd be like, <laughs> "Yeah, it was a bit much." And Rabbit, because I heard you and Rabbit didn't get on. No, we didn't. Why was that? Well, Rabbit likes to have it his way, and. When Rabbit doesn't get his way, he likes to tell stories about the other crew members that aren't true. Um, so, right, so Rabbit's a gossip? Yes. Um, he made some horrible rumours about me, but I was the bigger bear and just ignored it. I'd like to think that he was jealous. Um... Because Rabbit's always wanted to be the lead. And I was fortunate enough to, to get the role. He actually auditioned for Winnie originally. But they thought he'd be better for Rabbit. Um, 
He's been very jealous my whole career. Because, to be frank, he's not even, like, the main supporting cast. He's he's down at the bottom. Okay, right. Okay, I see, I see. And tell me about Owl. Because Owl, he's a very opinionated guy. Oh, my God, yes. Every scene, he would take the director aside and say, mm, I don't think we should do it this way. I think we should do it this way or my way. Um... Yeah, Owl has his own artistic size, and it's usually quite crap. Um, and, wh- and and how did the director take it? Well, he couldn't get a word in. Owl just keeps talking and talking. Owl is the type of guy who kind of talks at you, not to you. Mm, it's 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 very annoying. Okay, Winnie. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. But uh, thank you for coming into the studio. This isn't a studio. This is your bedroom. That's not important right now. Um, thank you for taking time out of your day to come in and talk to the lovely people here at Jack Mac Celebrity Chats. Um, we hope to see you again. Before we go, Jack, um, do you remember you mentioned something about honey? Oh, yes. Okay, let's go get you some honey. Let's go to Tesco. And that is it for the episodes, guys. Thank you very much for listening. If you've made it this far, I am so, so proud of you. Me and your mother are so proud. Um, If you did enjoy this, tell your friends. Uh, If you didn't, tell an enemy. Uh, Don't be afraid to give me a like on the old Instagram at JackMacTV. That's J-A-C-K-M-C-T-V. Nearly forgot how to spell my name there. And, uh, yeah, keep listening. Hopefully in the next few episodes I'll get a guest on. You know, we'll have a conversation. I think the way I'll structure this podcast is that it'll be me doing a few solo episodes. And then we'll have, you know, I'll get a few guests on. I'm going to get a few performers around the Dublin comedy circuit. If anything, I'm going to try and get anybody on. Just like the radio in a way. You get someone on with a, a cool story or something cool to talk about. So please... Keep listening. If you like my stuff, let me know. Give me a comment. If you don't like my stuff, again, don't tell me. I'm not opening up that kind of worms. The internet can be a very negative place. But thanks very much, guys. Till next time.